are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bratchon, joined always by my good friend Connor Drios. Today, we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun stuff. We're going to start with some more transfer news for another Arizona State football player. We're going to go ahead and talk about a potential game plan for the Sun Devils offense and defense going into the Las Vegas Bowl after lots of opt-outs and transfers and all sorts of fun stuff that's going to hamper the team a little bit. And then we're going to close out talking about the basketball team and where they rank in terms of points scored average per game across the rest of the country. Like I said, you're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms. That includes but is not limited to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and so much more, Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State content in the whole wide world. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at Cedrios, and the Locked on Sun Devil page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Remember that this is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Now, Connor, before we get started, I am contractually obligated to ask you, how are you doing today? You know, it'd be nice for once on a podcast for you just to say like, hey, I'm going to ask my good friend how he's doing today and then just leave it with that. But no, every time you say, I have to do this, what do you think that gives the listeners an opinion of our relationship, man? But otherwise, I'm doing great. Well, Glad to be here. It it's not my fault that you smell like doo doo. Question was, mark. That was so rude. <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, let's go ahead and talk some transfer news. And it starts. I, I mean, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of guys Speaking transferring of out now. News. Oh my gosh, I hate you so much. I just I, I can't believe you would you would jeopardize the integrity of this podcast by saying the word doo-doo. Former four-star wide receiver Johnny <laughs> Wilson has entered the transfer portal. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember his – so he has played two seasons with the Sun Devils, but uh, he also redshirted his freshman year. So I think that gives him still three years of eligibility left. And since it's his first time entering the transfer portal, he gets to play anywhere uh, essentially immediately. He does not have to sit out. So former four-star – that bugs me, man. For, for a team that might be lacking a, a lot of upcoming talent, for you to not be able to utilize him, which, hey, th- this could be on Johnny Wilson as well. His career was not spectacular. He missed a lot of time with the Sun Devils. He had 18, I think it was 18 career catches. He had 12 this past season, scoring like one touchdown, and had about a buck fifty total in yardage. And the season before that, his freshman year, only had six receptions. So, yes, you're losing something. Is it the biggest news as far as transfer news goes? No, but for a team that has not had a ton of uh, great weapons on the outside, losing a big body by Johnny Wilson, uh, for for a guy that we honestly felt like he might have been more effort than potential stats, Johnny Wilson was always hustling on this field, especially early on in the season. I don't think we could talk enough about how how good of a blocker Johnny Wilson was as an example. Dude was was trying to make plays for this team, whether he was uh, the one catching the ball or, or just 
in the play itself. Yeah, I mean, it just it's unfortunate. Like you said, he is a big body, standing over 6'3 and a little over 200 pounds, I believe. 6'6, six, six, dude. He's 6'6. Six, six. Mm-mm, 6'3. Johnny Wilson. Is 6'3. Is 6'6. Six, 6'3. Six. Six, I, I promise you he's 6'6. Six, six. He's 6'3. That, that is wrong. Buddy. I also thought he was... First, first of all, that says 6'2. <laughs> Second of all, he is 6'3. Correct. I, I promise you, I knew this before I read this other article. I also thought he was six foot seven. So there's a maybe he maybe he's like Jalen Strong, six foot five kind of thing, and then six two. <laughs> exactly. Regardless, I, I'm Nikhil telling Harry six five. I even made jokes about Johnny Wilson this season, not so much about him, but there were several passes early on in the year where Jaden Daniels absolutely airmailed a pass over Johnny Wilson. So for him to be as tall as he was in my mind at like six seven to six six ish, I thought that was darn near impossible, and Jaden still found a way to do it. So. So we have now found four sources and four different four different heights. Uh, uh, football. Uh, uh, what is it? Reference twenty four seven sports reference had him at six two. Uh, Google had him at six three. There was an article that Connor pulled up that said six six, and now ESPN says six seven. So the bottom line is he's over six foot. The bottom line is he's a grown boy. <laughs> he's a big or a big shrinking dude. boy. I don't understand. I don't either. It's it's very fluctuating. It depends on the week. But the- four star Johnny Wilson <laughs> is six seven. Two star Johnny Wilson is six two. Oh my gosh! The point is bringing it back to what we're talking about is he is a big body with sol- solid hands. I mean, obviously, just. Not the best route runner, not not the best uh, contested catch guy in the world, but he did provide you with a body that could potentially be red zone threat kind of guy. He just never really developed or maybe even got the opportunity to become that kind of player. So Wilson deciding to transfer out of the program, looking for another opportunity somewhere else. We had another receiver transfer too, and I can't remember his name. The other receiver I'd be blanking on, uh, but as far as, as his career with the Sun Devils, like, could he have performed better? Sure. At the end of the day, this offense is not going to be very pass happy. Uh, obviously, we know that. Zach Hill does not like to call that kind of game. Jaden Daniels has not been the most prolific passer as well. So it's kind of two strikes going against him. And for Johnny Wilson to not essentially stay healthy throughout his first two years, ultimately, there's just a lot of things going against Johnny Wilson. So uh, not the most memorable career as a Sun Devil, but for a team that was lacking help at the wide receiver position, not the best news they could have gotten. No, definitely not. Now your receiver position is starting to get a little thin because you are going to be losing uh, Brian Thompson, who was your senior transfer from Utah. Is Johnny that the Wilson. name you were thinking? No. Because he, he he's graduating. Right? Yes, he was a grad senior. So uh, Thompson is gone. Um, Andre Johnson is coming back. So it was Ricky Pearsall. At least for now, Ricky Pearsall is coming back. I believe he has up until like midway through January to declare for the draft, but I would be willing to bet that he comes back. And he's still got Chad Johnson Jr., but I mean, there's a reason that he hasn't made it onto the field for one reason or another. But hey, there's going to be opportunities now for him to get onto the field and try and, and try, try and get get get. I can't talk. I need get get a piece of action in this offense. Connor, I, I do not appreciate you slapping me I'm off. I'm trying to help you get it out. Man. Get it, get it, that's all, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to find the other name at wide receiver that uh, could be transferring. But as long as it's not uh, a Ricky Pearsall, uh, maybe, Andre maybe Johnson. I'm just thinking of Chip, but I'm pretty sure there was another receiver. Re- regardless, I mean, this this offense is losing quite a bit. So now with, with Thompson and Wilson, you're losing two receivers. You're losing Rashad White. You're losing Chip Trianum. 
you're losing Kellen Deesh, your left tackle, you're losing Curtis Hodges, your tight end. Yep. It's going to be a very, very different looking offense next year. And unfortunately, your receivers are really going to have to step up because right now it's a very depleted position. Not that it was a strong position going into 2021, but 2022 outlook is bleak. Counterpoint, Tevin White and Daniel Nagata have to step up because we know the workload's ultimately going to be on them. Jaden Daniels, of course, will be able to run the ball a little bit with his legs. But if they don't have the run game, they're in serious trouble because it's not that their their offensive uh, output... I, well, I, I take that back. Their offensive output was totally dependent on the run. So if they don't have that, they're in serious trouble. They didn't get a ton of production out of their wide receivers anyways, but we don't expect that to happen. It would be more nice if other guys are going to step up. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way to word it. The, the other good news here is that the run game should be just as strong because Zach Hill knows what he's doing. You're getting back your quarterback who's very mobile with his legs. And Daniel Nagata showed a lot of promise this year. And I have a feeling that at, at this time next year, we're going to be talking about Daniel Nagata as a NFL draft prospect, considering he will be a true junior Ooh. next year. So we'll see. There's a lot of time in between now and a year from now. But I I do believe in Nagata. Roughly like 365 days, right? Uh, Is is it a leap year? Is it a leap year? It is not. It is 2022. Okay, 365 days. Yes. Give or take. So it... We'll see. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of time between now and then, but I do. I do firmly believe in the upside that Daniel Nagata has to help carry this offense. But the bottom line here is you're losing a lot in your passing game, and it it could get ugly, Connor. So we'll we'll see. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up the first segment. When we return, we're going to talk more Arizona State football, particularly me and Connor crafting a game plan for the Sun Devils for the upcoming bowl game in just over a week. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Bowl season is here, Sun Devil fans. I've been telling you about Prize Picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, Prize Picks offers, uh, or sorry, makes college basketball more exciting. Prize Picks is a leader in college daily fantasy sports. They offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. Here's how it works. You're going to use the promo code LOCKEDON, and all of your users that use this code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PricePix allows mixed sports entries, where you can take the over on Embiid combined with the under on Rodgers in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. You sink it, the championship's yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to update to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 
Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. Thanks again for making Locked on Sun Levels your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the ultimate college football playoff preview for the 2021 season. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. We talked uh, real briefly about Johnny Wilson and the transfer news for him. But Connor, obviously he's not the only person transferring from Arizona State. And there are quite a few opt-outs of this bowl game coming up in the Las Vegas Bowl against the Wisconsin Badgers. With all of that in mind, I mean, just off the top of my head, you will not have Chip Traynham, Rashad White, Johnny Wilson, Jack Jones, Tommy Chase Hill. Lucas, Tommy Hill, and um, 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 uh, Tyler. No, Tyler Johnson is playing. Yeah, Tyler Johnson is playing. Who am I missing? I think that's all. Darian Butler. I no, Darian Butler's playing. You're right. You're yeah, right, you're right. Uh, that might be it. But the point is that that's like five or six guys I just named. That and like key key position guys. You're going to be down three corners. You're down one of your. Uh, um, oh man, just ignore what I'm saying. Uh, your top two running backs, one of your receivers. Like there, there's a lot missing for this bowl game. So Connor, it is up to me and you to help Herm Edwards and the rest of the Arizona State coaching staff. Come up with a game plan for this game. Connor, I'm tagging you in first. Help me with the offense. What the heck are we going to do? I have an idea. Are you okay. ready for this? I'm ready for this. Okay, stick with me here. I, I know it's not um, – the Sun Devils did this a decent majority of the season, but not every single game. But in order for them to win against the Wisconsin Badgers, a very quality team, they just got to put them on points. That's it. Thank you what? so much for are... making the Locked on Sun was your first lit. Oh, you... wait, no, we still have more to go. You sure, Coach? I, I believe so. Trust me. So they're going to have to to stick with what works, right? And, and that's got to be the ground game. Regardless of anyone you have on the outside for you at receiver, the passing game has not gotten better since they played against Arizona. It just hasn't. It, it is what it is, and it's not the strength of this team. So you're going to have to rely a lot on Daniel Nagata and Jaden Daniels' legs. If that doesn't work, I'm not sure what you're going to do. I'm really not sure. And to me, it, in what I would say is we want to keep the ball out of Wisconsin's hands, Right. Not so much that they can score at will because they're not that pass-happy team either. But the more we can control the clock and be able to put up productive scoring drives, obviously the better that's going to be. But that's going to have to run heavily through Daniel Nagata. 100%. So this is going to be essentially Daniel Nagata's audition to become RB1 for the 2022 season. Tevin White is also going to be a guy who's going to be auditioning for a key role next year. Because right now you need a good RB2 because you you seemingly on the surface have your RB1 with Daniel Nagata. You're going to need someone behind him, though, because Arizona State doesn't necessarily lean on one guy. They did halfway through the year because Chip was banged up. And And Rashad was just mowing people over, whether it was through the air or on the ground. Right. But you also had Chip have major fumbling issues. Right. So with all that in mind, it became the Rashad White show. But that's that's not what we're used to seeing. I mean... It just it feels like those are outliers. Eno Benjamin was an outlier because before him you had Kalen Balaj and Demario Richard running the show together, and even Demario Richard was sharing the backfield with DJ Foster for a while. It just you you've had this committee backfield for the majority of the last ten years, 
And it, it seems on the surface like you're going to go back to that formula. I mean, even last year in 2020, in four games, it was Rashad White and Chip splitting the carries. So you need a, a solid guy behind him. This will be Tevin White's opportunity to seize that role. But looking towards this game, they're, they're going to be relied on heavily. Obviously, we're going to be looking for Jaden to run the ball very effectively. The problem is Wisconsin has a very good run defense. So, Connor, if they take away the run game, who are you looking at in the pass game to kind of even this out? It's got to be probably like Ricky Pearsall, Curtis Hodges, right? Two of the guys they've gone to throughout the entire season. I'm very curious how many pass attempts Jaden Daniels ends up having in this game. Game flow probably dictates that a little bit. Uh, but he, he's averaged, what, probably somewhere around like low 20s in terms of pass attempts per game. I'm curious if they, like, let's say they, they start their first two drives off. The the first quarter or so is not really going as they planned. Uh, uh, Danny Nagata is not as effective as they'd hoped they'd be. Not really picking up first downs. Okay. That's that's how the offense should run. But if that's not working, you do have to change your, your uh, mindset at some point. So uh, it, it's got to be Ricky Pearsall, uh, Curtis Hodges. A little bit of LV, uh, LV Bunkley-Shelton. Uh, I feel like we saw a lot of him throughout the middle of the season. Towards the end, I didn't hear his name nearly as much. But you got to get some of these guys involved, right? And if it doesn't work, it, like I hate to say it, but it just doesn't work. This offense is made to do one thing, and that's run the ball. So if they can't do that without their top two players, they might be uh, essentially a little out of luck. So we'll see if uh, Jaden Daniels is able to accommodate that by him running the ball and also being able to pass the ball effectively. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be one of the one of the main cheerleaders for getting LV Bunkley Shelton involved, but I I think that's perfect the way you worded that. So I don't I don't have anything else to top that. I I definitely think you need to get your top two options, which we've seen all year long, the ball early and often, and then try and get some other guys involved. Maybe maybe Brian Thompson has like let's go out with a bang kind of moment for him in his last game of his college career. Defensively, all oh, wait wait I have a game plan for that too. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Stick with me. Uh-huh. Don't let them score any points. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listener. Connor, stop trying to end the show early. Oh, okay. We still okay. have 45 minutes to go. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a super edition, except we can't do that. Like, How about just like 10 more minutes? Okay. So right. as, right. as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, you're missing a lot of guys. A lot of guys. And they're not just I, – I, I just say guys, but stars, dude. Stars. You're missing corners. Uh, you're missing. So we said Tyler Johnson's playing. Um, Darian Butler will be there. As of right now, Merlin Robinson. Robertson. Robertson. I do that every time. But Merlin Robertson should be playing as well. Kyle Soley, to my knowledge, is there. Your front seven's intact. Yes. Right, to my knowledge. Yes. So you still have Dave. It's the back end where you're missing three guys. And, and we've talked about before how that can be a benefit to this team where uh, Wisconsin doesn't pass the ball very much, kind of like the Sun Devils do. That doesn't mean they can't, and that doesn't mean they won't, especially if they know that Jack Jones and Chase Lucas won't be playing in this game. Why not try to get that going a little bit, right? If we're going to try to sell out to be able to stop the run or at least contain what they're trying to do on the ground, why not try to attack us through the air if we're not going to put uh, as many DBs back there as we possibly can, right? If we're focusing everything on, uh, I'm blanking on the, the freshman running back's name uh, for Wisconsin. Oh, uh, Braylon Allen. If we're doing everything we can to stop Allen from running the ball. Good luck. Uh, again, good luck. Try to contain him. But if if we cannot do that or uh, early on if they try a little bit of play action because we, we think they're going to be running the ball as heavy as they probably will, that might open up a little bit of an opportunity for them with uh, some of our starting corners out. Yeah, we'll see. You're definitely like you, you need to sell out against a run. And 
like like we've talked about previously, if if you had to pick a game where you're losing the majority of your secondary, this is the game to do it. So Wisconsin's going to struggle to pass the ball. If for no other reason, then the front seven is intact and we might be able to get a pass rush. The problem is Wisconsin's offensive line typically is very good, and that doesn't seem to be any different this year. But you're going to have to get home, or at a minimum, you're going to have to create create gap opportunities for your linebackers to come and plug in those holes so that Braylon Allen can't get going. Unfortunately, it feels like this is going to be one of those games where it's an unstoppable force, but we're not an immovable like, object. We yeah. are not an immovable It's Braylon object. Allen and everybody else. It's, it's going to be one of those games where you can't stop Braylon Allen. You're just hoping to contain him and try and keep pace with them. The, the, the one thing we've got going for us is we have a more balanced offense. And that's really saying something yeah. because it's not like our passing offense is anything special. But Wisconsin truly cannot pass the football. Without Rashad White, are we more or less balanced? Uh, dude, it's just going to depend on Nagata. So if Nagata can slide in there and be a stud, then I feel confident about this. But the problem is... Right now, we're playing with the unknown of what this backfield is going to look like. Part of what made our passing game so okay was uh, the ability to kind of dunk the ball off to Rashad White and him being so effective after the catch. So now that you're taking that out of the equation as well as his ability to run the ball, balanced, balanced maybe. You're probably going to have to be more balanced, especially if you don't have any elite options on either side. You're, you're going to have to be able to move the ball if you don't necessarily have your calling card to go to. It's going to be very interesting to see what Zach Hill and his offense come up with against Wisconsin. Precisely. And, of course, we will have plenty more previews um, next week as Arizona State is going to be playing football on the 30th, the day before New Year's game. At, at, again, this is the Las Vegas Bowl against Wisconsin. Pretty, pretty good bowl game for Arizona State. We're looking forward to it. We're just not looking forward to Braylon Allen, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up this second segment. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to switch over to basketball and talk about where Arizona State is ranked amongst the rest of college basketball in terms of points per game and why that might be the case. You are listening to the Locked on Sunnibals podcast. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl seasons and pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly, low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, with so many different flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate? cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Because it's the holiday season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor at family parties because people are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. 
Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. 15% off using the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. We are back for the third and final segment of a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We've had lots of football talk. It's time to have some basketball talk, Connor. And because I don't want to be that person, I will let you be the bearer of bad news. Connor, where does Arizona State rank in points per game across 300-plus-odd teams? It's uh, 358. They rank 278th in just... Just points per game. Not, not last, baby! We're not talking about a ton of other offensive metrics. Just strictly points per game. So they are behind teams like Kent State, Dartmouth, Siena, South Illinois. They're behind NAU in points per game. Granted, it's only by 0.3 uh, points per game. But still, this is not a very impressive team offensively. And I guess if you would have asked me where I thought they were in points per game... I probably wouldn't have said they're at about the 20th percentile. 20th percentile in the nation, or I should say bottom 20%, excuse me. That means 80% of these 358 other schools are all scoring more points per game than ASU. And I understand they had a a 30-point outing uh, against Washington State, maybe? But either way. It it was terrible. They had a 30-point outing, like 10 in the first half, whatever it was. Even if you take that game out and you just subtract or uh, use their 10 games that they played this season, that only bumps them up to 67 points per game. They're still, I don't believe they would even crack. That would get them all the way to like uh, low 200s. La-di-da. So one poor offensive showing did not necessarily ruin this team uh, overall in terms of how they rank this season. No, and unfortunately a, b- a big part of the reason why is because of your, your inefficiency shooting. I mean, I, I just off the top of my head, I'm sure that we're. I I don't even want to guess. Are you talking about like field goal percentage? Yes, it it's got to be terrible. From deep, I know we're definitely not one of the better teams. And uh, if we're just talking like pure field goal percentage, I'm sure we're still below average. It might not be as bad. I'd but. be willing to bet we're below average, and quite frankly, I'd be willing to bet we're actually like well below average in a lot of offensive categories. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just like, there's so many like forced shots as we've seen all year long and opportunities that not, haven't necessarily been there and plenty of players. I'm not going to single out one of the players that let's, we always single out. Let's call them. No, okay. we're, we're not going to do it. We're not going to single them out for once, but there are, there are players on this team Luther Muhammad. who, no, that's not who I was thinking. But there are players on this team who try to take too many opportunities and play hero ball when they're not there and then they're missing. And look at that. Now now we're getting further and further down the down the scoreboard because the defense is very inconsistent. There's times where they're forcing turnovers and there's times where they're giving wide open shots that the other team is making. And you just you get yourselves in these situations where you're losing and you can't come out of it. And granted, they have played some very close games lately. So Thanks to their defense. Yes, so the defense has been stepping up. But they can only do so much when the offense isn't able to put up points on the board. So it's it's just this, this sense of inconsistency to where you can't figure out what the heck you want to do and what, what kind of team you want to be. Here's what's frustrating is, is we're talking about this Glorious day in the sun when Marcus Bagley comes back to this team and hopefully provides a spark to this offense. 
Marcus Bagley's not changing much about this team. Like an example. So if they're at what what did I say? 278. 278. They're not they're probably not moving like from the game forward. They're not going to the top 100 in the nation. They're just not. Like the, it takes more than one guy and not it's even not, close. It's not even that Bagley has been the most dominant scorer um, in basketball let alone on his team in the 15 games he's played. He's been solid. He'll be a nice addition back and hopefully he can develop as a player to give them a little bit more of a spark, but uh, they're even with Bagley back this is not going to be a, a very offensive-friendly team. So they're, they're in a lot of these games right now strictly because of their defense. Not that they can't score, but it just feels like with a lot of the new players that they've got in this team, maybe there's still a little bit of a, a lack of continuity. But as you said, there's there's a lot of shots this team clearly is not making. They're not efficient on just about anywhere uh, on the court. So uh, on the flip side of that, Tucson, that school down there, where do they rank in total points per game? Or I should just say points per game, not total. Number one. They are number one in the nation. I want to say they were at like 90, 91 points they're, per game. They're over 90, yes. So they, they come in at a flat 91 points per game, which is a good three and a half points over uh, the number two team in the nation at Iowa, just strictly in points per game. So Arizona has been phenomenal as to where we are almost on the flip end of that. So that is almost, yeah, like seriously on the flip end. Like, obviously, we still have quite a few schools to go through. What's that, about 80-ish schools until we hit the bottom? Yes. But the difference between us and them is a much, much closer gap than us to uh, to U of A. Well, and it doesn't help that the other the other two teams that we're going to be playing in that stretch, UCLA ranks 18th, they're averaging 81 points a game, and USC drops to 61, but they're still averaging nearly 76 points a game. And considering Arizona State, uh, what... What do we say was there? 60, 64.2. Yeah, I mean that's that's quite a difference. That means you're losing to you're losing to USC by uh by 10 or like 12 points almost. And, and obviously these are just averages. That's not necessarily how like right, yeah. that's probably not what the spread's going to be, but I guarantee you against all three of these teams or next three games against ranked opponents in the top 10, uh they're they're all going to be double digit favorites. I'm um, mad. We're behind we're behind I, NAU. I said we're behind NAU by 0.3, but Oh, I totally missed that. But, but regardless, like they just for this team to be able to be competitive, they don't need to be the best offensive team in the nation. They don't. Like we had said, they're they're playing a lot of close games, uh but mostly due to how solid their defense has been. Um so if if they're in these games, they're not scoring that many points, clearly their defense isn't allowing much as well. When they go play a team like Arizona, I'm not sure their defense can be able to do much about it. Uh, short of Arizona having an off night as a team, uh, they're probably going to be able to hang 80-plus on us, I, I feel. so. Yep, and, and I mean, it, it's not going to matter if you can't actually make your shots. So, it, the, like I said, the defense can only do so much. You, you can't clamp down a guy, or not a guy, but you can't clamp down on defense for 40 minutes if you're not able to consistently make sure that you are going step for step, pace for pace, and blow for blow with these guys. But we'll go ahead and wrap up this Wednesday edition of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Go ahead and make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, it's free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. Me and Connor are there Monday through Friday, giving you the absolute best Arizona State content in the whole wide world. Make sure you follow us on Twitter too. Myself at RichieBrads36, Connor at CDrios. 
and the Locked on Sunnivals page at LO underscore. But until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunnivals.